It's Midday Magazine for Thursday, September 21st. I'm Shelby Herbert. Petersburg's Public Safety Advisory Board has two open seats in next month's municipal election. Five people are running. The board is tasked with advising the borough assembly, police chief, and EMS and fire director on matters of public safety. KFSK will be airing conversations with each of the five candidates in the coming days. KFSK's Hannah Flora sat down with incumbent Mark Tosillo to talk about why he's running for the position. Tosillo says he likes being on the Public Safety Advisory Board because it's good to be able to coordinate between police, fire, and EMS. I've been in Petersburg basically 30 years. Um, the only board I served on previously uh, as far as the city or the city at the time was the uh, Parks and Rec Board. Um, I've also been intermittently the public safety officer. Um, as most people would know, I worked at the hospital for the time that I was here. I retired from full-time practice in uh, April and going back now to work intermittently for them in Petersburg, uh, but also right now helping out some of the smaller uh, communities in Southeast where they have a, a deficit they can't otherwise fill. And basically, I did subscribe that I was putting out fires for them because I really don't have a desire to work full time. Mm-hmm. I got back on the public safety board uh, a number of years ago just because it really hadn't been functional for quite some time. Um, there's nothing really glamorous about it, but it's it's good to be able to coordinate between police, fire, and EMS. Um, and when they spatially separated. I think there was also some separation of day-to-day communications, even though everybody, as far as I know, has good relations. There are a couple of people that have been on the public safety board for an extended period of time, but again, it had not really been functional for a number of years. And uh, I got on there a couple of years ago, and then Mark Testoni came in um, and showed a similar interest in resurrecting it as a functional uh, um, borough board. And so we've been working with, again, non-glamorous things to kind of make it an advisory board again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you tell me why you're interested in continuing to serve on the public safety board? Well, number one, I have a lot more time now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I still obviously have communication with the hospital and I'm still the EMS director, which kind of blends into fire and to a lesser degree uh, police. Um, But like I said, I think there's a lot of small little things that the community can benefit from and coordination between those various public safety entities, uh, I think is really an important thing. Okay. And that leads to my next question, which was, are there particular projects or safety concerns that you want to address? Um, I think most of these are, again, mundane. It's things like being able to test the fire siren and make sure that people understand what it what it sounds like and what it may or may not mean. And one of my pet peeves has been trying to get a parabolic mirror at uh, Second and Haugen. So when you're coming out there by Petersburg Motors, you can see those cars coming before the nose of your vehicle is out in traffic. Um, you know, possibly things like a guardrail uh, going out past the airport towards the access road. 
Uh, one of my previous things has been dealt with, which is the, the parking fiasco up there at the uh, corner of the airport where uh, Pack Wing used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, I, you know, I'd like to see us continue to push for getting training uh, for the dispatchers in you know, EMS versus just uh, police. Um, some other speed limit and signage issues, which really aren't the purview of the borough, but we do try to involve the, the state in uh, issues as much as we can, and then either they say yes or no. Okay. And then final question. Uh, borough Code says the role of the Public Safety Board is to advise the fire department, the police department, and the assembly on matters of public safety. So the question is, how um, how do you see yourself working with them moving forward? Well, again, I've been intimately involved with uh, the fire department, which is actually um, EMS, fire, and search and rescue. Um, again, the police department used to be in the same building and there was day-to-day physical contact communication etc and i don't know that um that continues to be an issue unless there's an there's an active reason for uh those two entities or four entities to interact um we don't do anything other than advise the borough we don't have any uh power to enact uh policy so again they they take what we advise or what we recommend uh, to their meetings and they decide a yay or nay or, you know, plan C if, if that seems to suit them. Um, but again, it's, it used to be much more functional and used to be a lot more active uh, back in the, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands. And then it kind of fell by the wayside. But I definitely think that having a number of people on the board with different um, perspectives on issues going on within the borough is, is an important thing. Okay. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I think I want to continue to contribute to the borough um, as a volunteer. I want to continue to do what I do at EMS, fire, and uh, search and rescue. And hopefully this just, you know, spurs conversation, if nothing else, to have people have open debate about some of these issues. That was candidate for Public Safety Advisory Board Mark Tosillo speaking with KFSK's Hannah Floor. KFSK will be airing conversations with each candidate for Public Safety Advisory Board in the coming days. Previously aired conversations can be found at kfsk.org. Petersburg's municipal election is Tuesday, October 3rd. Early voting is available weekdays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the municipal building. Two school districts in rural Alaska received large federal grants to boost student nutrition. This summer, the U.S. Department of Agriculture awarded Petersburg and Dillingham schools over $100,000 each. In Petersburg, this means that students will see less sugar and salt and more locally sourced foods on the menu. Here's more on what Petersburg School District is cooking up with the new funds, which could include salmon eggs. A gulf of difference lies between Petersburg and Dillingham, literally the Gulf of Alaska, and about a thousand miles. But both communities are remote, off the road system. 
USDA Regional Administrator Jesus Mendoza Jr. says that's exactly why the Food and Nutrition Service program picked him out. A couple of weeks I was in Alaska and I had the pleasure to be able to experience the challenges that Alaska has in the transportation of food uh, going to the remote areas and how if the schools have to be on the barge system, the transportation as to the already high cost of food that exists in Alaska. We went to some of the stores and I was just amazed to see how the prices of bread, like $9 for a loaf of bread. He says that expensive transportation also limits the quality and variety of foods that the rural schools can use. And by the time the food gets to port, it's already nearing its expiration date. They have a very limited time where they can be used, so they spend a lot of time on the transportation. By the time they get there, they may have to use them right away, or they may be spoiled and unable to use them. Mendoza Jr. hopes sourcing locally might help offset that cost and get better foods on the table. Dillingham schools are using their grant to build a hydroponic tank to grow their greens right on location. In Petersburg, Carly Johnson McIntosh oversees the school district's food program. She says they'll invest the grant in a few projects that'll bring more local foods into the lunchroom, starting right outside in the school garden with fruits and veggies the kids grew themselves. And so if a kid grows it and they know that they grew it, they planted it, they're there for the whole life, they're going to be more likely to consume it. So that's um, the goal with school gardens is to get them in that whole process. But the potential for sourcing local foods extends far beyond the school's garden beds. Mendoza Jr. says he was excited to learn about the possibility of serving up Alaska's traditional foods. Like uh, reindeer or caribou or something like that that they have and you know different areas of Alaska have different uh, local foods. That's another thing that the training through this foundation can help them be able to prepare and make the most out of those recipes. Petersburg students certainly won't find caribou on the menu but they might see salmon eggs soon. McIntosh Johnson is working with Petersburg Indian Association, the local tribe, to get traditional foods in the cafeteria. So they do salmon eggs, seaweed, the gooey duck. We have people that have moved to town and Coast Guard families who probably haven't had some of that. So it's um, it's cool to see different varieties and bringing that into the school and giving kids a taste. But there's a catch. In order to meet the requirements for the grant, Petersburg School District has to cut back on sugar and sodium. This year, McIntosh Johnson's making sure there's less than 1,000 milligrams of sodium in each meal. And so that includes, you know, anything from your milk, your fruit, your vegetable, your main entree, all your condiments that you put on that. If anybody's ever had to do low sodium for heart, the first, first bit of it is a little rough. Next year is a sugar reduction year, and McIntosh Johnson expects that'll be an even harder adjustment. But she says making little switches here and there will help Petersburg schools reach that goal. Yeah, they're not going to have some of the, the things that they really like, like like the yummy yogurt. It's a, a favorite of the kids. But the Chabani is actually already approved. And they might be sad at first, but pretty soon it's just going to be habit. If Petersburg students can survive without those extra pinches of salt and their favorite yogurt, not only will they be healthier but the schools will get their funding for the next two years. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert.
The Petersburg High School cross-country team had its third meet of the season last weekend. The team competed in Sitka against 2A, 3A, and 4A schools. Runners from 16 schools were there, making it the largest meet of the season. The Petersburg boys took 7th place as a team. The top three finishers were Alex Holmgrain in 28th place, Elias Ward in 34th place, and Ben Candle in 48th place. The Petersburg girls did not place as a team. Only four runners competed, and five runners are necessary to place as a team. Individually, Maria Toth took 11th place overall, Kinley Lister took 14th, and Gabrielle Whitaker took 30th, and Kate Thompson took 43rd. Coach Casey Gates sat down with KFSK's Hannah Floor to talk about the race and the changes he's seen in his team since August. It was a really cool course. Um, it was mostly like a nature trail, the Totem Park nature trail. There's like a half mile of pavement leading up to it. Uh, so there's a half mile of pavement um, at the start and finish line. So the rest of it was just uh, this really cool trail. And it was great. It was pretty flat. So it was a good trail, good trail for the kids to run fast on. Um, they had to cross a river at one point. There was a bunch of salmon spawning in there. Um, the night before, we were told that we might have to change courses because there was a bear scare. So there was a lot going into it, um, but it was pretty cool. I think the kids liked it. It was kind of adventurous in a way, um, so it was good. And you had talked about the sore legs last week, but running on uh, trails as opposed to pavement feels really good on sore legs. It's better, yes, it's better uh, than the pavement. So that was good for them, I think. So how did the kids uh, feel about their races? Yeah, you know, it was good. The last two weeks... Um, I would say we're very good races all around. And this week it, it was still good, but a little bit up and down. We had some kids perform really well. Some kids perform um, not as well as they, ha as they have in the past, which I think is just natural. It's something that's going to happen over the course of a season. Um, but again, overall, we did good. And it was a really competitive race, as in there were Sitka, um, Grace Christian from Anchorage, there was uh, the Juno School, so there was a lot of really fast runners. Um, so that was different than anything we've competed against, any competition we've had previously. Um, but our kids still fared pretty well. And it, what was really good to see was looking at the teams that we're going to compete against in regions. We did really well in that kind of matchup. So that's that's really encouraging moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious how the runners and how the team as a whole has changed since the beginning of the season. You guys have been running together for uh, six weeks or so now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. I think that we're a pretty tight-knit group at this point. That's something that I have really emphasized, was building a team um, and a, a just a really, you know, building that camaraderie and that connection amongst each other. And I think we've been pretty successful with that. Um, so I think... The main change, you know, not just physically, but the main change is just how connected everybody is and, and the overall connection and camaraderie amongst the runners. And myself, too, because I was new. You know, a lot of these kids didn't hardly knew me. So um, we all have a deeper connection, I think, now as opposed to the beginning. And this weekend, you're going to Catch Can. Yes. How are you preparing for Catch Can? If I remember right, it has... This is me remembering you know, uh -huh. 20 plus years ago running cross country and catch again. It has some really steep hills. At the beginning, you run up one long steep hill yes, and then you the turn around and then it's all flat from yeah. that point. So it's a hard hill to start out. 
but it's good because it's at the beginning, so they're not going to be really tired from the rest of the race. The challenge is going to be not burning themselves out on that hill at the beginning. Um, and then the rest of it, though, is flat, and it's around a lake, so it's kind of scenic and nice. Um, so it'll be a good course. And as far as preparing for it, as I mentioned last week, this is our last intense week of training. So we're just going to be pushing hard. We're going to be getting after it. Um, and then dialing back for regions and state afterwards. So basically, we're pushing hard. We're going to do the best we can to catch a can and then pull back a little bit and get refreshed for regions. All right. I like how you said regions and state. You're just conf- oh, yeah. confident. We'll be running in state All for right. sure. That was Petersburg cross-country coach Casey Gates discussing last weekend's meet in Sitka with KFSK's Hannah Floor. This coming weekend, the team will compete in Ketchikan. The regional meet is scheduled for September 30th. For KFSK, I'm Shelby Herbert.